a most remarkable case by william theodore parks read for LibriVox.org by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c twas an incident matrimonial the probate court the place and twas for the co-respondent a most remarkable case for good was the leading counsel and moral the words spake he and fashionable ladies listen to writ mcphee q c he rose to his feet and settling his most magniloquent frown he fingered his brief for a moment a moment and laid it down then out of his golden snuff-box he powdered his pampered nose and then with a pull-back rustle of silk to its wonted pose he telegraphed to the jury a glitter of his eyeful glee and as he surveyed the respondent most reprehensively he mounted his golden pinas and on this wise spake he my lud o gents of the jury it's a most remarkable case and i don't hesitate for a moment my cause in your hands to place for oh said the counsellor purring with subtle seductive leer i never beheld such a jury in the length of my long career i assure you it makes it easy for an advocate like to me to open the most remarkable case for Thomas l r c p then marking his condemnation with voice like a double bass d the co-respond is a doctor john Thomas l r c p a leech of the muddiest water a pill that has given the sick an emnict of truth a plaiser of pitch with a warrant to stick it's oh when consumptive virtue is treated by such you see the ruin like that enacted by Thomas l r c p he was called to attend the lady may monica pellingrew from a fit of the blues he roused her and prettily pulled her through but managed her like a pilot who getting a treacherous grip sails out into deeper water to scuttle and sink the ship oh gents by aesthetical fraud he played on the lady's mind with shakespeare collar and fur a sunflower and such kind he called her too utterly too and posed in a limpish style and droned in a minorly key of love like a fretwork file me lud and oh gentlemen gents the co-respond may smile your sympathy thus to win by means of trover of guile but no you will give him a check whereby you will take your place as the most remarkable twelve of the most remarkable case twas thus with vigour and vim and verve and causes glee that raftered roof re-echoed the shouts of writ mcphee while envious briefless bees admired his logic and gist accentuate note and pause while marked by his thumping fist he stood on the counsellor's seat 
with one of his feet the left and the stuffy compression of air with whirling silk he cleft and this was his winding up o father brother and son oh this is a case concerning each individual one and confident of your verdict now into your hands i place o gentlemen gents of the jury this most remarkable case with quiver of deep emotion one hypothetical glance he photophoned to the jury at tompkins he looked askance then daintily mopped his forehead some virtuous beads of heat he sopped in his red bandana and then resumed his seat then oh said the ladies in court wasn't that lawyer a treat concussion of parasols ticks hands and stamping feet till the usher expolated aloud in a startling shout silence and his ludship sternly threatened to bundle the audience out poor tommins had then to listen to evidence from the box and now and again it dealt him a stagger of nasty knocks acquaintances there subpoenaed identification swore and others who sneaked the keyhole of sitting apartment door what mattered the oscillation with which he smacked the book a fig for his indignation a jot for his injured look the jury and judge decided the damage and cost to be three thousand pounds to the client of writ mcphee q c the tweezers of time had sparsed his hair when tommins l r c p was mooning around to a neighboring square to join an evening tea when a tremendous maiden checked his steps and cried him oh mr man me mother's afeard that two pair black is going to kick the can oh mr medical sir he's sick and owing a quarter's rent ah that's the most of the cause for why of the hurry that i was sent oh mr medical man sir please oh please sir folly me quick you might be able to worry him though from the fit of the stiffnin sick oh come sir please sir do sir come oh hurry and come with me quick from sympathetic professional heart for indigent sick alway he gave a positive kind response to the girl who thus did pray and on through court and alley and lane he followed her devious track then mounting a rickety deal wood stair he entered a two-pair back and there in the glim of a halfpenny dipped he gazed on a ghastly man and he counted his pulse said to the girl do you think he's likely to kick the can the sick man rose to an elbow prop at tompkins to blink and to stare he seemed an anatomy made for show of eyes and nose and hair he peered a while through the starving glim and then with a moan cried he 
O oh God, have you come to haunt me here? John Tommins, L.R.C.P. Oh, it is with pills or senna and salts you shake up the bottle and mess. Of slop to avenge for the deed I've done, have mercy and I'll confess. Oh, pester me not to swallow your snuff, I will not allow you to bleed. Oh, spare me, Tommins, I'm guilty, guilt is what I'm about to plead. The doctor shrank with a searching gaze that clung to the startled ghost. In doubt a while for the rounded lines of his manhood's prime were lost, till memory striking the evil past the doctor's eye did trace. With a shock to his heart the writ McPhee of the most remarkable case. His memory jarred on the probate court with all his sorrowful shame, disastrous check to his early hopes of honor and medical fame. And with a potion of pity and hate he knew the furrowy face of the grim of the writ McPhee QC of the most remarkable case. The bloom of his pampered nose was gone, twist shriveled and pinched and shrunk. His adios peach of a cheek was fled, twas lean and withered and sunk. A derelict there by the prosperous port of wealth and power and place. He lay the identical writ McPhee of the most remarkable case. Oh, spare me, doctor, for I'll confess I should have been in your place as the treacherous co-respondent of the most remarkable case. Twas I was the homestead wrecker, but never as writ McPhee. I played me a nice deception as Tommins L.R.C.P. I bought from a needy super the beard, moustaches, and wig, I managed to coach my tailor to model me in your rig, and thus I received a welcome to lunch and dinner and tea, as Tommins the medical doctor, but never as writ McPhee. O Dr. Tommins, have mercy, I beg to legacy thee, with thirty tickets of pawn to name of writ McPhee QC. In a brief bag under the bed, tied up in a worn-out wig. You will find a memento there, a mock aesthetical rig. The spats and the collar and vest I wore when I went to see the Lady Monica Pettigrew as Tommins L.R.C.P. Oh, Dr. Tommins, forgive the cost and the foul disgrace of debt for the illsome guilt of the most remarkable case. O oh, Dr. Tompkins have grace, he rose with a greedy stare, and gripped with his reedy fists the mat of his weedy hair, then moaning a hungry sigh for life with a choking breath, he fell with accusing cry, O oh, Tompkins, you've brought me death, but I won't have a pauper's coffin, so give me a decent show. Hugh, oh, what's this? Oh, thunder, thunder, and lightning, oh. And mercy, me lud, oh, mercy, 
thunder and lightning oh it's sign die the morrow for me ah mercy me lud oh oh the girl ran out of the two pair back and down the stairs she ran with shouts as she took three steps at a time the lodger has kicked the can mother oh mother we've lost the rent the lodger has kicked the can it's just what you said of the two pair back he's gone and he's kicked the can end of poem this recording is in the public domain